You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to more of the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Hrissadulu, and today is May 12th, 2022. And continuing on with our draft grades for this year's 2022 NFL Draft, I am focusing on the Chicago Bears. So, my Bears fans, make sure you go ahead and comment down below. How are you feeling about this year's draft class? Make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and let's talk some Bears Draft. The Bears had a ton of selections in this year's draft class. They had three in day two and then a whopping eight picks in day three. So an 11 count total. Plenty of youthful talent coming in here. We're going to break them all down. We'll talk about them. They didn't have a first round selection this year because of their trade up for Justin Fields last year, but we will actually include that in the grading as well because while, yeah, they didn't select somebody in the first round, that selection was used by the Bears essentially last year to get a quarterback. So We'll start with day three. We'll break down a handful of these picks that they have here in day number three. We won't go in depth to all eight guys because we'll be here all day talking about them, but we'll give a general summary of day three. I'll talk about some of my favorite picks and whatnot, and then we'll move into day two and then talk that day one pick as well. So with day three, like I said, there are eight total selections here. And out of those eight total selections, we are looking at five picks that I have labeled as team need additions that were, and these team needs are not something that I put together myself. These are team needs that are noted by people around the league who are kind of putting together what the Bears should be doing during their draft classes uh, and during their drafts, excuse me. So they have five people selected here for the team needs, and that is offensive tackle Braxton Jones out of Southern Utah State. They have offensive guard Zach Thomas out of San Diego State. We have also Doug Kramer, the center out of Illinois. We're looking at guard Jatiri. I believe it's Jatiri or Jatiri. I'm not sure which one it is. Carter, the guard out of Southern. And then we also have defensive back Elijah Hicks out of California. There's also the selection of punter Trenton Gill out of NC State. Then you're also looking at Treston Ebner, the running back out of Baylor as well. And then Dominique Robinson, the edge rusher out of Miami of Ohio. So a ton of selections to go through here. Now, with all these picks, some of my favorite coming out of this group has got to be the first two selections that they had in day number three in pick 25 and 31 of round number five, which is Braxton Jones, the offensive tackle out of Southern Utah State. This guy has great size and explosiveness. I gave the pick a B minus just because I thought he was a really good selection to be getting in round number five of day three. He also just really needs to work on his technique. I mean, he has all the physical traits and everything that you want to see from a guy that's probably going to be playing offensive tackle. It's more or less just putting together the technical skills for him. And technique is something you can teach. You can't really teach size and, you know, athleticism and things like that. Like you can only work on that so much in terms of athleticism and you can only be born with massive size. So he is a great piece that you can bring into the team and hopefully mold into an eventual, you know, maybe starter on the offensive line. I think it's no secret that the Bears offensive line held back what Justin Fields was able to do last year, along with uh, coaching and just the overall structure of the team last year. I am actually a pretty big fan of Justin Fields, and I'm really hoping for success under Coach Matt Eberflus over there. So with that in mind, I think an addition like him in the later picks or in the later rounds, excuse me, is an excellent piece to add on. And again, he's a guy that you're going to have to try to mold. And, you know, the technique stuff is where he's going to really have to work. But you can teach techniques. You can't teach the size. You can't teach the athleticism. You have to have those tools in the bag already. I also really like Dominique Robinson, the edge rusher out of Miami of Ohio. I gave this one a C plus as well, because while 
He doesn't have a ton of experience. He is a wide receiver turned pass rusher, and he only has a couple of years working at that pass rushing position. He's very athletic, and his potential upside is definitely there. A lot of people are really excited to see what he does, especially, I'm sure, Chicago fans. Like I said, he's got all the physical tools you need. I mean, the dude is 6'5", 253 pounds, stuff you just can't teach a player. He's got speed. Again, he was a wide receiver at one point, which is ludicrous. Like, this guy is very, very quick, and you can see it in his game tape and the way he plays. He's a very fast player for somebody who is as big as he is. And again, another type of player that... He's got all the physical traits that you want in the toolbox. You just got to work on the techniques. And, you know, th that's something that I think the Bears have always had a very stout pass rush, regardless of who they have on that defensive front. And if there's any team that can, you know, mold a guy like this into a, you know, even just a really solid piece, whether he's rotational or a guy who's maybe playing one or two downs a set, like this is someone that I think the Bears should have some fun with and be able to mold into a guy that they really like. Like I said, I gave it a C plus. While I do really like the pick, there is obviously he's more of a potential upside type of guy, not necessarily an established guy, but I do really like what he brings to the table athletically. And then when you start to scroll down this list of people here, Tristan Ebner is a really interesting one. The running back out of Baylor. Um, th this is one of those things where the running back room has been kind of hit or miss depending on the year. Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard for a while there, but Tariq Co Cohen's still there. And I still really like him as a player. He has not reached quite the potential, but we all saw that um, little art, the, the article that he kind of posted out about mental health and whatnot and people not really understanding about you know what's going on with you personally and that people kind of just look at players as players and nothing more when they are actually people too so i do like them bringing in someone like tress and ebner to you know essentially kind of maybe take some of the load off of Tariq cohen i am a really big fan of his game and when he was playing at his peak the dude was an absolute beast especially catching out of the backfield he was really fun to watch but ebner he's a really good mismatch against linebackers he's actually a really solid route runner himself so he does that passing game stuff himself as well he does need some work in terms of pass blocking his form and his sets are not necessarily exactly where you'd want them to be for a third down running back who's blocking a rusher or something but overall an excellent depth pick here as well and then going through some of the remaining picks here and I'll kind of jump down just a few people here because I do want to get to my head scratcher and I don't want to spend all day on day three here Doug Kramer center from Illinois a good depth piece uh, like I said with Carter from Southern as well he's also a really good depth piece I love that they added a ton of people on the defensive not the defensive line excuse me the offensive line you're, you're bringing in a ton of guys who are like bodies and, and and potentially might not even be on the roster come week one, but there's a clear commitment there to try to, you know, look under every single stone and see what you can find and, and try to fortify this offensive line. And even if like one or two of these guys, you know, end up staying on the roster and only one of them ends up being a starter or a guy who's playing a decent amount of play time, like you at least hit on a couple of guys here that you can use and start to try to fill out that O-line because there is, a, there is still work that needs to be done in my opinion, and I'm sure some other people would think so as well, but I do like the commitment and it does raise some of these grades a little bit here because I take team needs into very serious consideration when I do these draft grades and I typically grade up teams where maybe they could have taken a slightly better player at the spot, but they address a team need and it's, it's, it's baffling to me when, especially when you get into those later rounds that you just kind of ignore team needs and try to take the absolute best player that's sitting there. Like, no, if you have a poor offensive line, bring some bodies in, find that diamond in the rough on the offensive line that you need. And I really like that the bears kind of committed to that. 
The one interesting selection here all the way at the end in round seven at pick number 34, he was pick number 255 overall, is Trenton Gill, the punter out of NC State. He has pretty solid hang time with his punts, but when I was reading about him, and this is in a couple of different places, he's noted for really being inconsistent with his ball strike, and his punts tend to pull to the left fairly consistently. I mean, maybe the special teams coaches can kind of help him adjust that, and you know, maybe if he's learning behind a veteran, he can kind of figure out what is it that I'm doing wrong to that like essentially shanks my punts over to the left because if you can't aim your punts as a punter in the NFL and you're just kind of kicking them to the left all the time, like that kind of takes some of the surprise element out of that, and that's not that that's not a recipe for success in the NFL. Like you need a punter who can control his kicks, and if he needs to punt it to the right, he's going to punt it to the right. If he's going to try to cough and corner it to the left, like he's going to do so. So interesting selection there. I gave it a C minus. I'm not really sure why they ultimately went for him because he's probably someone you could have just gotten as a UDFA. I don't think anyone is really gunning for a punter with the final seven picks in the draft. So, I mean, unless they got tipped off by somebody that there was another team and then those last seven picks that were looking to do so. But I mean, there was only 262 picks in this year's draft. I think you could have maybe just, again, selected a guy that's a body that is in a position to need and could have hoped to get the best out of him that you probably missed out on once the undrafted free agent started signing. I just think that Trenton Gill would have been there as a, as a free agent to pick up afterwards, but it is what it is for my overall grade for day. Number three, I did give them a C when I go through my grades here, um, just like in order from the selections, I went B minus C plus C plus C plus C C C plus C minus with Trenton Gill being the lowest of the picks here. And then the highest one being Braxton Jones, the offensive tackle out of Southern Utah state. So at the end of the averaging system there, I kind of wound up somewhere at about a C. So I do give them a C for, um, and you could argue maybe a little bit higher because like I said, I did like the fact that they went so team need heavy, but there is some talent issues lacking with some of the players they went after. And there is a, just a handful of those guys are like, they have really high potential upside, but they're not quite there yet. So you don't necessarily know if they're going to pan out. So I like C season average grade. It's right in the middle because you're basing a lot of those picks off potential. You don't necessarily know what you're going to get, but you're hoping you can get the best out of them with the tools that they already have. Going into day number two, we're looking at three picks here. We have Kyler Gordon, the cornerback out of Washington in round number two at pick seven. Safety Jaquan, oh, whoa, excuse me, Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. And then you also got Vilas Jones, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. I gave Kyler Gordon a B plus for all the love that Trent McDuffie has gotten in this year's draft class. I think Kyler Gordon is a really good pick here, especially in round number two. He plays well in press and off man in zone. I mean, he does everything really, really well. He's very sound. He's fun to watch tackling. It's very clear that he is not afraid to tackle people and he really loves to get down and dirty, which is rare for cornerbacks these days, especially and, and like, I'm, well, I don't want to say it's rare, but it's harder to find, I guess you would say, which I guess makes it rare. But you do run into a lot of cornerbacks that are very good in coverage, but they typically either don't know how to tackle or they're just not a fan of tackling. And you can kind of see them pull back when it comes to it. But when you watch Kyler Gordon's tape, this guy's not afraid to get in there, get down and dirty and make those tackles. He's very good at getting his hand in between the ball and the player as well. I, there are a handful of pass breakups when you're looking through his game tape that he is just really getting himself in there and trying to you know position himself in between the catcher and of the football. And so I really like his game tape. I gave the pick a B plus. This is a really good pick for a secondary that needed it. The Jaquan Brisker pick out of Penn State. I like this one as well. And I honestly like this one more than the Kyler Gordon pick because I was a big fan of Jaquan Brisker coming out of this draft class here. And I gave this pick an A. This is an excellent addition for the Bears secondary. He can play box. He can play post. He can play slot safety roles. He can do literally everything that you need him to do in terms of like, where can I line up this safety? He's 
more than likely played that spot. He has played in a ton of areas. He's a sure, mean tackler. You, you know, he goes in for those hits and he lays people out as well. He has a massive near 10 inch hands. He sniffs out screens and he miss, he reads out Mr. X really well to, um, he also reads out Mr. X very well is what I was trying to say there. Um, but yeah, the massive hands things I do has almost 10 inch hands. Like if he can just kind of, cause there are a handful of interceptions that I feel like he kind of left out on the table, especially his final season. If he can just kind of, you know, get that catching in order, he should be someone who should be able to make some pretty impressive interception grabs or even just high-pointing balls and things like that on 50-50s. The guy's got massive mitts. But overall, between his coverage skills, his versatility, his mean streak as a tackler, he is a very very Bears-esque type of guy. I really like what he brings to the table, and it's really not surprising to me that the Bears went after him and brought him in considering the type of players that they like. And also, like I feel like their history at safety, this is a guy that fits the mold of a Chicago Bear. And out of everyone in this draft class, Jaquan Brisker is probably my favorite pick for the Chicago Bears. You guys got a really good one here, hence why I gave them the A pick, or the A grade for the pick. And then for the final selection in day two, in round number three at pick seven, wide receiver Vilas Jones out of Tennessee. You're more so banking on his potential here than anything else. He is going to be a 25-year-old rookie. So that did kind of make me drop his grade a little bit here. But, I mean, the guy has awesome rack ability. He has 4-3-1 speed that not only is done in shorts, but also translates on his game tape as well. If you see the way he moves, he moves much faster than everyone else that is around him. And I'm excited to see how he can carry that over into the NFL. Coupled with the fact that he is a return specialist and knowing the Bears history with return specialists, having one of the, or honestly, in my opinion, the greatest of all time return specialist in Devin Hester himself. I think bringing a guy like this in, Bears should know how to utilize him. They have history with guys like this. He'll be an interesting one to watch. He, again, he is a little bit older. He's going to be 25 as a rookie, so that's something you're, you're not necessarily a big fan of because he's already kind of like past. He's in his mid-20s at this point already coming out of the draft, so hopefully he can put it all together and he's ready to roll, but I think Velas Jones should be a solid number two, three, somewhere around there option. He, he shows some pretty good hands as well, but it, it, it's his speed and his athletic ability that he and his run after the catch that you're really bringing him in for, and you're hoping that, you know, he's a game breaker. He's someone that you can hit on a slant and he'll make a couple of guys miss and maybe take it to the house, or, you know, he's going to hit you on an in route that he's just going to cut through so quickly. He'll leave the cornerback in the dust and maybe rip for more than just like 10, 15, 20 yards, things like that. But he does bring some good attributes, excuse me, to the table. C plus is the grade that I gave for him. As for the overall grade for day number two, I did give the Bears a B when I averaged them all out. That was the letter I settled at. I do like this day two round of group or group of guys in this in these a uh, couple of rounds here. I think the Bears made some really good picks. And like I said, Jaquan Brisker, he is probably one of my favorite selections in this draft going to Chicago and just where he went like for value and also playing ability. Like this guy is an awesome pick for the Bears and I'm really excited to see what him and of course Kyler Gordon does as well. I think those two will be great additions for the secondary over there in Chicago. Then for the day one, that round one pick number seven that was traded away, the Bears were the ones who made the selection with that pick. They were able to get Evan Neal with it. Um, it would have been nice to see the Bears maybe draft Evan Neal themselves at pick number seven in this year's draft, but it was traded for Justin Fields. I give the pick a B plus because you did go after and get your guy last year, even though it was the previous regime that made the pick. You got a guy who has a lot of potential upside, and I don't really think that Justin Fields got quite a fair shake last year. 
I was never a big fan of head coach Matt Nagy, and Ryan Pace was not too awesome in my opinion as well. So I'm excited to see what this new regime can do and what they build around Justin Fields. I love his athletic ability. I think he has a he has an awesome arm. It's just a matter of getting him comfortable behind an offensive line that's competent enough to block for him and help him, you know, be able to read progressions and actually do stuff from within the pocket and not have to rely on just trying to scramble every single play because everything is breaking down around you. Like you're a rookie translating transitioning from college to the NFL where the game picks up so much faster and you're trying to process information like twice as fast as you used to and you don't even get the time afforded to even somewhat in like what is considered average NFL time to break down and and kind of address what's going on around you defensively you just have to you know you get two seconds and boom you have to run out of the pocket because you're about to die from the pass rush that's coming in to kill you like I'm excited to see what Justin Fields does I don't, I don't, I'm definitely one of those people that is on the Justin Fields boat. I want to see what he can do. I'm excited to see what he can do, and I really hope this regime builds a competent O-line around him and gets some, even some more skilled position players. I hope that they're looking at some of the available free agents and seeing if if they can bring anyone in, like I think Jarvis Landry would be a fun pick to see, or to, fun player to see them bring in. If they're able to convince him to come and play with Justin Fields, that would be an exciting little piece to add to this offense here. Even if it is only for just like a two-year, maybe three-year type deal where he's just kind of being the bridge for Justin Fields, a veteran for him to learn and kind of grow with. I would like something like that to happen. But I do give the day one a B plus. You didn't make a pick, but you made your pick last year. You went and got a QB one, and hopefully they can mold Justin Fields into the guy that everyone is expecting him to turn into that it has a positive outlook on Justin Fields. I won't talk about the haters and the negative people there, but B plus for the selection. For my overall grade for the draft, I do give them a B minus after averaging everything out. I think this is a solid draft. You got a ton of really young talent and a lot of bodies to bring in and youth and just to help kind of revitalize a roster that kind of stagnated last year in a handful of areas. I really love the additions to the secondary they made. That was probably one of the biggest team needs going into this year's draft, and they definitely hit the mark. They went three defensive backs deep going in this draft class, and those first two in the second round, awesome selections there. I love that they brought in a ton of bodies on the offensive line. They even got a wide receiver as well. Whether you think he was the best wide receiver to take at that moment or not, or if they should have been more aggressive in getting a better wide receiver is totally up for debate, and it's totally up to you to talk about that. But I do like that they at least brought someone in who does have some, you know, like like burn the top off the def- like the defense type of play. I'm a big fan of it. But B- is my final grade. I appreciate you guys for watching. Again, my Bears fans, let me know. What do you guys think of this year's draft class? you excited for it? Who are you looking forward to seeing play the most? I appreciate you guys. Thank you all for watching, and I will see you all in the next video. Have a good one.